Do you smell what the rock is cooking? podcast brothers and sisters and we don't care and we ain't scared because we're through eating 298 pancakes here on the tree hill wrestling federation podcast what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> because yukon john and big scott at the big table with the knife and the fork bigger than life that's right. We're at lumber camp, and we just ate 298 pancakes, and we are here because I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Cosker, and I did not eat 298 pancakes. You know what's most impressive about eating 298 pancakes is not even eating the 298 pancakes. It's literally who made 298 Apparently he did, because he was the first one there. He was 15 minutes early before that. And how do you make 298 pancakes in 15 minutes before everybody else shows up at lumber camp? I don't know. They must have some kind of machine for it. It's got to be some weird automated machine. But this is Or like, he's a wizard. It's possible. It's very possible. <laughs> tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast where we amalgamate one tree hill in the wonderful world of wrestling, specifically World Wrestling Federation slash entertainment back in the Attitude Era. We are the only podcast, the one and only, the OG, the original, the one of a kind, Rob Van Dam of podcasts that involve One Tree Hill and wrestling because no one else has done this before we are literally the first to ever amalgamate one tree hill and world wrestling federation in one podcast truth straight facts brother i researched yeah i literally typed into google in my chat gpt what one tree hill and wrestling podcast where they amalgamate each other exist Zero results. So ours didn't even show up? No, this is before we started oh, the podcast. Oh, okay. So you so should try if, it again. So if you Google it or chat, GP it, chat GPT it Do now, it. it'll exist. Do it right now. For us. Do it right now. We're on it, brother. <laughs> and make sure you follow us at treehillwf.podcast on the Instagram and the TikToks. And I hope you all enjoy the British Bulldog TikToks that we put out because Tassel Boots is the goat in Aaron's mind. Uh, yeah. Quite frankly, I would have to agree. There it is. Because <laughs> we were on all the streaming services, including... Deezer. What? 
Don't you fucking do that, Spotify. What? Oh my God, I'm going to have to kick him from under the table. <laughs> Keep going. Stitcher. What? Apple Podcasts. What? Amazon Podcasts. What? Google Podcasts. What? I'm going to throw something at you. This is what we do. It's a bit. <laughs> Get into it, brother. <laughs> so this week's episode, seeing that it's episode 20, we like to start with wrestling on our even episodes. So, I think people get it after 20 episodes. I don't know. I think people <laughs> still need it explained to them. I'm sassy today. Yeah, you really are. And I know why, brothers. <laughs> so this week, because we want to match up One Tree Hill's season finale, season one season finale, which is episode 22, we want to match up WrestleMania 13. Even though we know that all the other seasons, it's probably not going to work out that way. Yeah, probably not. But honestly, we could usually end our season on a pay-per-view. We can make that happen because pay-per-views happen once a month. So if we were to have a couple episodes of Raw for per episode, we could make at least a pay-per-view end a season along with a One Tree Hill season finale. Okay, we're going to have to do our research on that because I don't want to do like a bunch of episodes where we have to watch nine hours of wrestling because <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> and only one episode of One Tree Hill. That's bullshit. This that's, was supposed to be a One Tree Hill podcast that's, originally. That's just called efficiency, brother. And so basically this week and next week, we're going to be reviewing two episodes of Monday Night Raw and one episode of One Tree Hill, just so WrestleMania 13 on our season finale will match up with the One Tree Hill season finale of season one. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to start <laughs> Fuck, off. you're so drunk. Oh, I'm so drunk already. It's great. It's a good time. February 24th edition 1997 episode of monday night raw here we are at the manhattan center which mind you the manhattan center played host to the very first monday night raw in january of 1993 this place looked very small it was quite small yeah as opposed to like Skydome Raw, like the Alamo Dome for 277,000 people. Yeah, it was like tiny. And I was like, seriously? Yeah. I really honestly, like, am I rating this Monday Night Raw separately from yes. the. Okay, good. Yes. Good. Yeah. Because. I did not like this episode. Because it was mainly full of guys you've never seen before. And that I'm not going to see much. So I was like, honestly, what's the point? I didn't even take notes on those matches because I was like, this is the most pointless thing. Now, yet, if you're a fan back then, you would realize that ECW was the thing back then. And it was quite a thing. And it was started to take over the wrestling world. And Vince McMahon saw dollar signs. He basically said, yeah, we'll promote ECW and we'll get it on the show it's kind of crazy a little bit of cross promotion they did a little bit of something something back then this man knew what he was doing he made sure he got the hardcore fans into it and put the ecw wrestlers on his television program it kind of makes sense for both sides but yet paul Heyman, who is the owner I and the advocate guy. for the reigning defending no. undisputed 
World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar. No. And the special counsel for the tribal chief. He's Roman just so loud. Reigns. That's why I don't like him. I mean, it's He's understandable. so fucking loud. And it's just like, seriously, bro? Shut the fuck up. No one fucking cares. You just keep going on and on and on. You're not even a fucking wrestler. So yeah, get off not. the fucking do you enjoy, yeah, the ring. Uh, do you enjoy his skullet tail oh, that, that was he has? <laughs> Where he's bald oh, on top. That gave and even... Has- okay. <laughs> Yeah, my point rating for this episode is just plummeting <laughs> minute by minute here. Because you get Paul E. Dangerously slash Heyman with the skullet tail. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> Paul Heyman, the owner and uh, producer everything to ECW back in 1997. And now he is the special counsel to the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. But this is 26 years ago, brother. And we we're at the Manhattan Center. But the first match we had on the docket was... Hillbilly fucks the Godwins against a new tag team, the new Blackjacks. Why is it the new Blackjacks? Because there used to be a tag team called the Blackjacks. Why don't they just do what every other wrestling tag team or wrestler does and just reuse the same name? Why do they have to be new? Because they're new. Because they want to be. It's but you same know with the fucking thing? the Rockers. Diesel and fake Diesel. Yeah. And so he's the new diesel. He's new so diesel. he should be new diesel. <laughs> new diesel. Same with the rockers. Nissan Leaf, Cassidy, and Marty Genitalia. They're called the new rockers. Same with the Midnight Express. The new Midnight Express. The new Rock and Roll Express. The new Blackjacks, which consists of... Wrestling makes no fucking sense. Actually, it kind of makes all the sense. No. But anyways, uh, <laughs> the new Blackjacks, which consists of formerly Justin Hawk Bradshaw, who we've talked about on this podcast, branding motherfuckers with ink. <laughs> yeah, that was so dumb. <laughs> and Blackjack Wyndham or Wyndham Blackjack, whatever we want to call him. Blackjack Wyndham, who was the stalker in the Survivor Series 1996 episode, who was Wish.com Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that guy was weird. (laughs) Now he's here as a part of the new Blackjacks where they're full on assless chaps getting gorilla pressed out of their assless chaps. They just started ripping the assless chaps off. <laughs> just started coming off like Shawn Michaels' brother. And did you enjoy the sign on the front row at the Manhattan Center? The Die Rocky sign? I did not sign? like that sign. Oh, Shut you didn't the fuck like up. it. I was all about that, brother. Die Rocky, Rocky, die. Dude, he's so vanilla. He's so cute, though. He's vanilla as fuck, dude. I with don't his care. pineapple fucking he's jack new. haircut. He's young. He's like a child. He's Pineapple Willie. Die, He's Rocky, so die. Cute. <laughs> yeah. I liked how, and I know how much you hate Jerry the King Waller. That's, I fucking hate that's him. That's been established. The only thing that added a point, point to this point scale yep. is that he wasn't, oh no, he was there. That wasn't was the he? second episode we yeah. watched. He wasn't there. But this okay, episode good. at the Manhattan Center, he was. But he, he did have one line that was... So never mind. Occasionally, he does have some good lines. We've established this. He does, but he's still disgusting, and I don't like him. Sure. But did you like how that uh, he said Phineas Godwin here was scared, so his one tooth was chattering? 
<laughs> that was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. So we get our typical, you know, clothesline pre-hell from Blackjack Bradshaw. And Phineas. Okay. Yeah. Can I talk about why I don't like him? Jerry the King Lawler? Yes. Go for it. He's a creep. He's perfect. He's king. a creep. He's perfect king. He makes really racist comments. He makes really... He makes homophobic comments. Homophobic comments. Yeah. He is just not a great person. That's called a character, dude. Okay, but like when does it get to the point where they're like, yo, your character is literally a piece of shit and like... Well, I'll regale you with a story about, uh, I want to say maybe 11, 12 years ago. There was a tag team called the Primetime Players, which consisted of Darren Young and Titus O'Neill, Titus World Slide, for all those hardcore fans out there. They were managed by a guy named Abraham Washington, okay? So this is a tag team. They had a manager. His name was Abraham Washington. He literally said that in a match... So he was wearing a microphone on the outside. So basically he was a manager, but he wore a microphone on it, like a headset. So you could hear him talk during the primetime players matches. Okay. Okay. And one week he said about Titus O'Neil, he's like, he's like Kobe Bryant in a hotel room. He's unstoppable. And we all know that Kobe Bryant got charged for rape in a Colorado hotel room. I did not know that. So... Kobe Bryant raped a chick in a Colorado hotel room. And then this guy went on live TV in front of 3 million people and said that his guy and his tag team is unstoppable like Kobe Bryant in a Colorado hotel room. He instantly got fired the next day. Well, yeah, no fucking doubt. Quite frankly, it makes sense. And that's when you go too far, brother. (laughs) Holy shit, dude. So, yes, Jerry the King Lawler definitely pushes the envelope, but he doesn't push the envelope that much. But still, when do they, like, lines are drawn, like, redrawn quite frequently. Like, the line has shortened. When does it shorten again for wrestling, for guys like this that just say shit and it's like, this is hurtful, hurtful to people. The, t- the world was a very different place in 1997 in and maybe i was young i was i was a kid yeah like you legit. didn't realize what was going on but like i said before on this podcast is that fucking jerry springer television man south yeah, park it was so. at the top of the world at the time so cringe by today's standards was the most popular shit in that's the world that's the thing that's why that like time. that's probably why i have a really hard time getting into him and his character because by today's standards standards, he like legit like no you're done you're fired get the fuck out of here exactly cancel culture and he's done but because this came out in 1997 there Mm. was no such thing back then this is 26 years ago terrible brew 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 wow (laughs) phineas gets pinned but he has his fucking foot on the rope Still, the referee's too stupid, as per usual. Doesn't see the foot on the rope. Gets the three. And then what do they do to Mike Kyoto, the referee, at the end of the match? Henry O. Godwin, hog. And Phineas Godwin, oh, pig. Ew. They fucking slop. 
Mike Kyoto. They get the bucket and they slop them. <laughs> it's the first time we've seen somebody get slopped on Monday Night Raw. And now, as much as you didn't like this episode, unfortunately in wrestling history, this is a very legendary episode of Monday Night Raw because ECW is all over it. Because you didn't see invasion shit like this back then. Because Vince McMahon allowed it, fucking John Cronus and Perry Saturn come out and Skullet Tail Paul Heyman. Ugh. They're out. And they give their finish to some stagehand right off the hop. Come out, the Eliminators. This is the tag team, the Eliminators. John Cronus, Perry Saturn, and they give their finish to a poor little stagehand. And as Joey Styles would say, it was total elimination. Total elimination. Okay. <laughs> so Paul Heyman proclaims that ECW is in the house. And now the next match after the commercial break, as Jerry the King Lawler last week on Monday Night Raw said that he challenged ECW to come to Monday Night Raw this week. And here they are. Yeah, it's all his fucking fault. It really is Jerry the King Lawler's fault. So you can blame him. Stupid piece of shit. <laughs> so you can blame him for He's something even else. worse now. Because you can blame him for this next match, which is Little Guido versus Big Stevie Cool, who you have a bit of a crush. Not a crush. On. I just looked at him and was like, oh, he's good looking. Yeah. At least I got something out of this fucking episode. Yeah, I mean, it's the Blue World <laughs> Order, bro. The Blue World Order is in the house, and we got three words for you. We're taking over. It's the blue. It's the blue guy. Hey, yo. Say hello to the blue guy. And it's Big Stevie Cool in Hollywood Nova, brother. And it's Big Stevie Cool against Little Guido. And the ECW World Champion Raven, who you definitely have some telepathy with because he is a grunge He's guy. He's literally Lucas Scott's BFF <laughs> in wrestling. He's got form. the fucking uh, plaid kind of get up. He's kind of broody. He quotes Edgar Allan Poe poetry. He listens to grunge. He's kind of Lucas Scott's dude, right? Yeah, he's Lucas Scott, basically. So he's just kind of there. Doesn't really do much. But yeah, he's Lucas Scott's best friend. Also, Goldust has a random promo in the middle of this match. Doesn't really say Chicken much. McNugget. Chicken McNugget. You know, I, I think you're coming around a little bit on Chicken McNugget here. It's not that I'm coming around. I just, like I said to you before. You're indifferent. I have people that I hate. Yep. Like the nation and those motherfuckers. Get your fucking fist down. <laughs> I have people that I love like Tassel Boots. Yeah. And cutie patootie heart. Cutie patootie. Oh, Owen. Yeah. Owen. Cutie patootie. Yeah. Gold dust. Chicken McNugget. Just kind of indifferent. He's, he's in the middle. Okay. I yeah. don't he's, hate he's him. He's a tweener. I don't hate him, but I don't dislike him. He's yeah. kind of like, you know. He's androgynous, damn it. He's interesting. He is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that. 
So uh, Big Stevie Cool hits the uh, Stevie kick where he uh, uh, taps the mat with yeah, his foot like sweet chin music like Shawn Michaels does because Shawn Michaels is a little busy right now looking for his smile. <laughs> and Stevie hits the Big Stevie kick for the Ichi, Knee, and Son in the middle of the ring. And of course, my daughter knows exactly what language that is, brother. So do I. I was in karate. Japanese fucking rights it is I Next had to learn how to count all, to town yeah. count to ten in Japanese when I was a kid count to ten for Japanese. no thanks ichi ni san chi go loko shichi hachi kyu ju motherfucker okay next segment honky tonk man I what? fucking hate this guy what do you not like about he's the greatest intercontinental channel of all him. time he's just annoying join to in with me to. I got my long sideburns and my hair slicked back and coming to your town in my pink Cadillac I'm just a honky tonk man I don't he's like a him. honky tonk man he's a honky tonk man he's a honky tonk I'm just a honky tonk man I'm cool I'm cocky I'm bad fucking honky tonk man dude and he's here to referee the arm wrestling match between sunny stupid bitch and gold titties (laughs) gold titties marlena yeah gold titties so she's always wearing gold i mean she's gold dust fucking wifey poo yeah. So she should be gold wearing titties. gold, and she's and literally oh, she's, got, she's titties. She's got some nice titties, bro. Holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> she does. <laughs> but uh, she's in. She's so short too that she's literally it's just and titties. and yet like fucking gold is like six six. Oh my right? god, I know He's a big dude. Her like nose is in his belly button. And she'll suffocate in his fucking navel. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Marlena's in. Sunny's in. Sunny comes out in a course in a bath. Oh, she's fucking annoying. I fucking hate her so much. I mean, honestly, roll tide. She's looking pretty fucking good here. But anyways, Marlena comes in. After- Fast forward how many years? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Marlena's in and, you know, she she comes out and she's coming off the the choking and the fucking uh sneak attacks and all that the the what is it? Uh the ragdolling incident from fucking China. <laughs> fucking China. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, Marlena, you know, she probably is in no shape to be a part of this arm wrestling match, but she's here. And she even makes the comment that Sunny took a little time out of her day, stopped working 42nd Street, stopped working the streets to come here and fucking do this arm wrestling match. I loved that call out because call out. of what you told me about how Sunny ended up. Yeah, it's a downward spiral after she leaves WWE. <laughs> Could see why. So we get the typical arm wrestling match, okay? The heel. Sunny's being a fucking bitch. She, you know, honky tonk saying, get the firm grip, get it locked in. And then on count of three, arm wrestling match. And sure enough, one, two, three, she pulls off. And then one, She's two, three, so she dumb. pulls off again. And then the third time, Marlena, she pulls off. And then, of course, Honky's right on her ass. Right on Don't her. you fucking do that. Yeah, don't you do that. You're going to be disqualified. <laughs> be disqualified. And it's like, 
fuck off. You're not saying that to Sunny. Sunny was the one that was doing it originally. She was doing it to piss her off now because she kept doing it. So now they're having this spirited back and Ugh. forth arm wrestling match. And of course, Honky and Jerry the King Lawler, they're all about Sunny. So they're cheering her on. But fucking stupid Marlena assholes. Starts to get to the point where she's going to beat her. She's using that little strength. Oh, yeah. She's doing it. She's she's looking great in her gold fucking uh, gold titties. Gold titties here. Fucking her little thongy going on here. It she's was literally a thong bodysuit over leggings. Yeah. Yeah. It was all and those that. leggings were a little see through. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, girl, you're uh, looking good. I ain't going to complain about that, bro. But anyways, uh, she's winning. She's winning. She's almost there. And the fucking stupid bitch reaches out into the back of her skirt. Yeah. Your little literally pulls. So, she got booty shorts on. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Whoa. So Sunny is what she like ended up doing drugs and shit. Oh, big time. So maybe the powder she like pulls out is like Coke. <laughs> she reaches into her asshole and pulls out Coke. <laughs> I just need powder, brother. <laughs> uh, powder in the face of Marlena and a disqualification win, I guess, for her. But she literally had to take a powder. Stupid bitch. <laughs> she took a fucking powder. And then all of a sudden, Savio Vega comes out of nowhere. And he's in, and he's fucking going after Marlena. Yeah, not so ripped sleeves nation, bitch. Yeah, dude, he's, after weeks of me going on about how he hasn't fucking changed his attire where he's still ripped sleeves, bitch, and now finally he's put black on, and he's a part of the nation, and he's finally got no ripped sleeves. He couldn't afford it at first. Fuck, he needed took, to wait for the paycheck. weeks for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> took weeks for this shit, dude. Holy shit. Shout out to Savio, Puerto Rico, fucking backlash, man. What a pop. Either way, Goldust is in to defend on. the honor of Marlena. So this ended up being an actual match. Yeah. But here's the thing. I only take notes of like, I don't go into depth with my notes with this because I'm trying to pay attention. There's a lot going on. I'm trying to pay attention. Yeah. I just put who... The person is who they faced yep. and who won. Yep. So when I t- put the note of Chicken McNugget, yeah, I put Chicken McNugget, <laughs> <laughs> and I just noticed it because you were high, brother. Literally noticed it. I wasn't high that Chicken night. Chicken McNugget <laughs> versus a rip sleeves so nation bitch. No Jesus longer rips. We're totally wow. Dude, shit. So we get this impromptu match between Savio Vega and Goldust. Yet, weird enough, Miguel Perez, who's a friend of Savio Vega, who's pissed about his joining of the nation, is on commentary uh, commentary here. Commentary. Commentary, like Tori Wilson, but commentary, commentary. Uh, Miguel Perez is on commentary here and just goes off in Spanish about how much he's uh, disappointed with Savio Vega here. And then we get Ken Shamrock, ultimate fighting championship, world title, beat Dan the Beast Severin. We got fucking Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man, as ABC put it. Fuck, crushes in. DQ win for Goldust. It's a typical nation finish. Of course. It's so typical. they're little bitches. 
interference, hate them. cheating, you name it. And then fucking Miguel Perez just comes off commentary and starts beating up fucking Savio. Yeah, so makes whatever, sense. go for it. Whatever, right? Good shit. And then the next segment, <laughs> and I love during this entire match, we keep seeing Ken Shamrock and Jerry the King Lolly keeps going off about. Oh, I'm going to go say hi to him. Yeah, I've known him friends. for so long. We're, we're like buddies. We're fucking best friends. And I'm literally <laughs> sitting there like doubt that. <laughs> the whole time you're like, yeah, I highly fucking doubt this, brother. We're fucking best friends. Dude. <laughs> Fucking Jerry the King Lawler's thinking that uh, he's best friends with the world's most dangerous man, fucking Ken Shamrock Because he's a here. piece of shit and he can't take a fucking hint that no one wants him there. <laughs> so he goes, interviews Ken Shamrock. He's like, yeah, I remember back in the day we are in the octagon together and I taught you everything you do. Oh we're fucking God. training together. And Ken just stone faced him. He's like, I don't know you. You're a liar. You're a liar. I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, come on. Remember the octagon? Nope. Don't know you. Don't Literally care. Literally has secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious. Like, what a piece of shit. Yeah, dude. King's definitely got fucking egg on his face after that one. Speaking of getting wrecked, next match, another ECW match here. We get fucking Taz, the human suplex machine. Against Mikey Whipwreck, former world champion. Bill Alfonso, old Alfie here, is on the outside for Taz. He's his manager. And he has a whistle. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's got a whistle, brother. I'm going to tell you all right now. Cut a promo, dude. This fucking episode ranked in the minus for me. Okay. Because of Alfie's fucking uh, whistle. This whistle going off the entire match. You think Paul Heyman and Paul Bear and Jerry the King Lawler are annoying? That was the worst thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Reminded me of when I was in soccer when I was a kid. Yeah. And it, the coaches like toddler got a hold of the whistle oh no yep just no no yep <laughs> bill alfonso with his whistle blowing at the entire fucking match and then we passed I asked sean to mute the tv and he wouldn't do it <laughs> sorry brother and then we we fucking pan to the fucking uh stage here like the entrance and fucking it's sabu on top of the R of the Raw stage, <laughs> it's fucking Sabu jumping off the R on a bunch of security guards and shit. And Paul Heyman's losing his shit because he's on commentary. Fucking going back and forth with Jerry the King Lawler hole this whole fucking match. Yeah, they were like, uh, I couldn't Two even. kids in a fucking playground I or some even. shit. I couldn't even. Yeah, it's pretty wild. To say I hate this episode is an understatement. <laughs> the annoyances for you are all over the place. But yeah, Taz gets the Taz mission win and away you go. Why couldn't someone knock that motherfucker out? Paul Heyman? No. Sabu? Dude with a fucking whistle. Oh, Bill Alfonso. Yeah. Like, come <laughs> on. Yeah, talk about fucking Please. annoying. But that's the gimmick, dude. Fucking. So we get back to the WWE side of things. The next match, we got fucking headbangers. 
my boys, the fucking the hardcore fucks, Mosh and Thrasher. And what do we hear next? What a rush! It's fucking spiky dinosaur guy. <laughs> Spiky dinosaur guys. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Fucking the Legion of Doom, a.k.a. the Road Warriors, a.k.a. AKA spicy, spiky. Spicy <laughs> dinosaur spiky guys. Dinosaurs. <laughs> spiky dinosaur guys. <laughs> Fucking the Legion of Doom. Holy shit, dude. They're alive and in color. Oh, man, I totally forgot about this, that they came back on this episode of Ross. Not only get this ECW shit, we get Ken Sham, but we get a fucking the reemergence of the fucking Legion of Doom. This Manhattan Center crowd, smart crowd, chanting Nitro sucks in like every match. Okay, Nitro, WCW Monday Night Nitro was the opposing show that was going on at the exact same time of this show. And if they're here, they're chanting fucking Nitro sucks. You like uh, Hawk and Animal, Legion of Doom. Hawk, Animal's got the Mohawk, and Hawk's got the read-between-the-lines opposite Mohawk. Yeah, he was unhinged. Do you like how he has a Mohawk and his name is Hawk? Okay. Uh. <laughs> we also get Bischoff sucks chance, which is hilarious because Eric Bischoff runs WCW. And it actually ends up in a double count out. So Mosh and Thrasher don't take a pinfall loss and Legion of Doom don't take a pinfall loss. But it's crazy because this is literally one of the most, if not the most, over tag team of all time. Like there's such a thing as a Road Warriors pop. And when they show up, people go fucking insane. It is pretty cool to see them here, even though they're way past their prime here in 1997. But it's nice to see them. And they even do the Doomsday Device finish post-match. Next segment. Oh, boy. Tell me a lie, babe. What? Tell me a lie. Tell me a lie. Why? Because we have a Shawn Michaels teardrop. Shawn Michaels is gone. He's looking for his smile. Tell me a lie. They have this tearjerker montage for Shawn Michaels with this beautiful, angelic, gorgeous music to make you miss him so much. It's such a sad state of affairs that Shawn Michaels is out there searching. We get it. He's gone. He <laughs> left. <laughs> That's Vince McMahon, dude. Because we need this Tell Me a Lie fucking HBK montage before we get the match between Tommy Dreamer and Devon Dudley. Another ECW match. Lame. Where they're fucking baseball sliding into stairs and they got fucking chairs and they got fucking pipes and they got pool cues and Lawler kind of hit it on the fucking head when he called ECW extremely crappy wrestling because it's just hardcore shit right and then eventually fucking Bubba Ray Dudley Devon's tag team partner comes in tries to eliminate Tommy Dreamer the fucking you know 
the hardcore dude himself. And then fucking Beulah, his girlfriend, Beulah McGillicuddy, is in there as well, too. And she low blows Devon. It's just a fucking absolute fucking chaotic. It was a shit show. A turn of events here. And fucking Sandman comes in and he's fucking drinking beer and smashing a beer can on his face and hitting people with Singapore canes and fucking going ape shit. It's like, it's so ECW in this episode. It's pretty fucking insane. And then you get an Undertaker promo to end it all off. It's like, holy shit. But then we get the fucking announcement. WrestleMania 13. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Brett the Hitman Hart in a submission match. Holy shit, dude. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Last time they met up, Survivor Series 1996 at Madison Circle Garden. Austin kind of dominated that match and then just got caught with a little reversal to the million dollar dream. This time, submission match. WrestleMania 13, it fucking goes down. Austin versus Brett. Holy shit, it's going to fucking happen. Prediction. I don't know. Stone Cold. Think about it. Yeah, but I think Brett is just... Being a little pussy lately. Has. And he's just going to let his emotion get too into him. Yeah. And Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to be like, quit being a pussy little bitch. And that's the thing. There's a couple schools of thought here because it's a submission match. So literally Austin's gone on record as saying, I don't really know a lot of submissions. But I'll beat you to a fucking bloody pulp until you quit. And... Who's the master of the fucking submissions? Fucking Bret Hart. So honestly, it's a tough call here. And Bret won the last match. I don't know. I don't like him, honestly. You don't like He's a little bitch heart. (laughs) Especially at this time. Because he's nowhere near what he used to be. Because he's a whiny little bitch. Yeah, and I don't like that. Yeah, dude. Mama don't like whiny little bitches. Apparently. And, <laughs> and then we got Todd Pettingill. He's got another interview with Ken Shamrock here. And they ask him, you know, Sid versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. Who you got? And Ken's like, man, Undertaker's got the technique. He's got the dark side. I think he's going to beat Sid. And then they ask him, who's going to win? Brett or Austin? He's like, I can't pick. And he's like, yeah, you got to pick. No, I can't pick. <laughs> I can't do it. Austin will never quit, mm-hmm. but yet Brett is the master submission. So what do you do, right? Who's going to fucking tap out in this match, man? It's hard to say either guy is ever going to quit in this fucking match. It'll go on for two fucking years. <laughs> Just you wait until this fucking match. And then we also have... Will I need a nap in the middle? No, not at all, dude. This is one of the greatest. It ends up being one of the greatest matches in wrestling history. But like, is it long enough that I'll need a nap? Absolutely not. Not maybe the pay per view, but not the match itself. Oh boy! <laughs> and then we are the nation of domination. Nation. Nation. 
We are the nation, living in color. Don't diss the man, cause we'll bum rush your mother. Listen what I'm saying, it's for real, not playing. Farouk is the man, hit your knees and start praying. Power like the bear, but quick like the cat. Why put two are and two together, put this? your face on the mat. You count the stars while the ref counts three. Hope you like to look at ceilings, cause all you're gonna fucking see. Is that your nation salute flipping me off while I give the nation salute? Yes. <laughs> the fucking nation of domination. Farouk comes out. Worst. And he calls UFC the cat fighting <laughs> championship. Is that the cat fighting you do? What? Ken Shamrock. Farouk comes out oh. and calls the UFC cat fighting. Jesus. I hate these motherfuckers that when they're on stage or in the ring, I literally mentally check out because I hate them so much. Can you fucking put your fist down? <laughs> I was waiting for that. We got Undertaker versus Farouk in the next match. But before Farouk calls out Ken Shamrock and says, hey, you want to get in the fucking ring? I'll kick your ass. And Ken Shamrock actually cuts a nice little promo here saying, you guys, you have to gang up on everybody. You got to cheat in every fucking match. Maybe you should stand on your own two feet because you got two fucking left feet and you can't beat anybody by yourself. Ken Shamrock hit it right on the fucking yeah. head. I was like, go dude. Right? Holy shit, dude. Go four leaf clover. <laughs> Get it? Shamrock. <laughs> the world's most dangerous flower. <laughs> Ken Shamrock. Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, this whole match between Undertaker. Undertaker's out, by the way. Uh, yeah, rest in peace. And he's got a match with Farouk here. And I love how D'Lo Brown, pre-actually being D'Lo Brown, he's just a random nation member here. But, you know, Farouk uses him as a fucking sacrifice to get to the Undertaker. And it ends up being a fucking typical fucking DQ finish where the nation comes in and cheats and jumps them. Of course, because that's the only way they know how to do a fucking match. Fucking do here. But who's the ones that are in to save the Undertaker? What a rush! It's fucking Legion of Doom coming right back in. The dinosaurs. Fucking spiky dinosaur dudes fucking helping out the Undertaker. Holy shit. And we cut to black. And yet, I understand that. What's your rating for this episode? Oh, minus (laughs) 2.3. Minus five stars. I can't. I just can't. Yeah. It's so bad. It's a legendary episode just because of the ECW crossover. But I can see why you don't like it. Because you don't know who Tommy Dreamer is. I don't know who these guys are. Like, you told me. Hang on. You told me. That they're not going to be around long enough for me to even care. Yeah. So I'm like, why? Like, what's the point? Fair enough. I mean, we got Tommy Dreamer. What? Sandman. What? Taz. What? Mikey Whipwreck. What? (laughs) John Cronus. Can you all hear me rolling my eyes? You're rolling your eyes in the back of your head like The Undertaker does. So we're going to move on to the March 3rd episode of Monday Night Raw in fucking 
Berlin, Germany. And so complete 180 on this episode as opposed to the last episode personally for you. Yes. Because what I do actually we, liked this one Because a lot. what do we get right off the top? We find out that the finals of the European Championship Tournament, the first new title to be instituted in WWE in 20 fucking years is happening the fall of the Berlin Wall and the institution of the European Championship. Who do we get in the European Championship match? Tassel Boots versus Cutie Patootie Heart. Holy shit. I know. Unfucking believable. When I saw that, I was like, holy fuck. I have to <laughs> pick one of them. Obviously, Tassel Boots has my heart. But cutie patootie so cute. Tag team champions. The dissension has been apparent for fucking months. Yeah. Okay. We need to talk about the other shit first. And then we can go off on a tangent about Bulldog yes. and Owen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Slow we're in- your fucking roll, bud. <laughs> so we're in Berlin, Germany. Okay. So it's almost kind of a glorified house show. We got some title matches, but either way, it is a Monday Night Raw. It's live from Berlin, Germany. Honky Tonk Man is on fucking commentary. I fucking hate this guy. (laughs) Why? Yeah. Why? But no Jerry the King Lawler this week. That was the only plus. He He only chimes in on telephone. But Honky Tonk is just as bad. Yeah, he's pretty fucking annoying. I fucking hate listening to him. Yeah. That's and that's the thing. He's like basically only on commentary. That's the greatest. That's the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. That's all he talks about. Oh my god! Like shut up. No one cares. Yeah, Hoggy's here. But our first match, we get Diz Prince versus Bitch Heart. <laughs> Bitch Heart, fucking Brett the shit man Hart against Triple H. And you know what? I am so happy that he lost. Yeah, he got disqualified. Yeah. Yeah, he got fucking disqualified here because he fucking shoved the fucking ref. What stupid shit. Straight up. You love how he, you know how he always gives his sunglasses to like a kid in the front row? Yeah. I love how the sunglasses he gave to this kid. This kid was in full Bret Hart cosplay. Like had the tights, had the jacket, had everything. And he was only missing the glasses, which were given to him. By fucking Bret Hart. That's the only thing he does that I'm like, oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. That's a nice But otherwise, thing. you're annoying. You're a little bitch. <laughs> Somebody also throws in a fucking Bret Hart bear into the Reagan Triple H. And His a- prince is like, get the fuck. Yeah, he fucking. Get this fucking shit out of here. He punts that shit right in the crowd like Gene Snitsky punts a fucking baby. And we also find out that what's following this Monday Night Raw? No, it ain't fucking La Femme Nikita. It's the Terminator. <laughs> They're showing the Terminator oh, at 8, 7 Central on the USA Network following Monday Night Raw. And who's here to break this shit up? Brett gets disqualified. He fucking pushes a ref. He gets the DQ. Trips wins it. But who's in? Hmm. China, China, China. People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. China, China, China. I deal with China. China, China, big league China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, China. 
we still don't realize at this point that this is China. Mm-hmm. This is just a mysterious bionic woman. Yeah, they kept saying bionic. I'm like, <laughs> bionic pretty sure that robots at this point didn't actually look like humans. So why can you say that they're bionic? I mean, they're showing the Terminator oh, after God. this. <laughs> I'm a cybernetic organism, living, breathing human tissue on an endoskeleton. <laughs> but yes, China, she's in mm-hmm. and she gets in Brett's way and then security comes in. But now we realize that. Ooh. She's in cahoots with Diz Prince. Oh, yeah. You could see it. They were like looking at each other like. They got the eyes for each other. Yeah. They got the fucking eyes for each other. Yeah. Oh, there's there's something there, dude. But you know what Stone Cold Steve Austin has the eyes for? A toilet because he's taking a (laughs) shit. (laughs) They're supposed to interview Stone Cold Steve Austin and they just hear hear a toilet flush. Yeah, did you know the Australian toilets that go the opposite direction? Yes, I knew that. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole Simpsons episode on that. Uh, we got Big Van Vader, fucking not so Darth Vader, against the Pebble, Rookie mm-hmm. Maya Villa here for the IC title. I knew Vader wasn't going to get it. Well, this thing is that Vader actually beat the Rock, Rocky Maivia, in this fucking European title tournament. I just had this feeling. The IC title wasn't on the line during that match. So that was Rocky's first loss in WWE. Yes. But with this, I think because um, Pebble knew that it wasn't, or it was on the line this time, he needed to work extra hard. Exactly. He needed to hang on. Yep. And not only that, he needed to retain that title, but he hit his best laying the SmackDown DDT. He's done it a couple times prior and it was a little rough, but this time he hit it perfectly, picture perfect fucking laying the SmackDown DDT. But it didn't even matter because fucking Mankind was in there and he cost Vader the fucking IC title by interfering. Vader's dumbass. Vader's fucking pissed. And away you go. Rocky you saves know what the I title. Realized? Yeah. What's up? So, Paul Bear. Oh, yeah. Shut up. Don't. He was in here twice. Okay. Because he was in here for Not So Darth Vader. And Mankind. And then Mankind. Sure. And I was looking at him and I was like, what does he remind me of? Uh huh. Hmm, what does he remind me of? Uh-huh. This looks very familiar to me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Googled it, too. I even Googled it. <laughs> Your search history is going to be fucked up, dude. <laughs> I literally Googled white dog shit. Because, I, I mean, I grew up with dogs. I've had dogs all my life. And I recall... If a dog has a little too much calcium in their diet, (laughs) that's how we can tell. White dog shit. He looks like white dog shit. (laughs) You know what I never realized is that looking at our fridge, we have like some Mario magnets. It's just Super Mario magnets and shit. It's an upside down cross. Dude, the fucking blocks are an upside down cross. You did that. Dude. I I did it like so long ago that like now three that years ago. Now that I'm drunk ago. and I'm fucking looking at it, it's like holy shit, that's an upside down cross. <laughs> okay, and brother. now that's on the, ep- the episode. So, <laughs> oh boy, Satan. Anyways, brother. white dog shit. 
Satan, brother. And also the Sultan, brother, against Flash Funk. And you know what I love? I don't even care about this match, but you know what I love the most about this match? There was no hose. Well, yeah, there's no Funkettes here, which is great. It's just Pimp Daddy, no hose. Still annoying. Still annoying, but at least his entrance isn't fucking 10 years long like it would be with the Funkettes. But you you know what I even love even more than this? What? It's that I realize that PlayStation was the sponsor for WrestleMania 13. And you know what else? Fucking Sony sponsors. One Tree Hill. One Tree (laughs) fucking Hill. NBA shootout, PlayStation 2, different generation, same company, Amalgamate, brother. Wow. Fuck yes. Sultan, Flash Funk, the only notable things besides the Sony promotion is Jerry the King Lawler and Paul Heyman come in on telephone to pump oh God. to pump next week's episode about Jerry's going to invite the ECW guys again next week. What a fucking annoying piece of shit. <laughs> Salton wins. This bite. episode's about shit, basically. Literally. Uh, Camel Clutch win for the Salton. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> Sid has a promo here. Yeah, he's unhinged. To say the least. But he also gets cut off by the Monday Night Raw music, which it is was great. really funny. <laughs> but enjoy this Monday Night Raw music. This. Enjoy it while it lasts because this is the last fucking time, dude. We are not getting the Monday Night Raw music anymore. The original Monday Night Raw music. Because next week, and they keep promoting this all episode long, next week is not Monday Night Raw. It's Raw is War in the War Zone. Because we're changing shit, brother. We got Pyro now. We got a new theme song. We got a new set. We got a new stage. We got a whole new attitude brother they needed to go really extra basically pretty much i like this next promo for uh double mint gum (laughs) holy fuck i forgot about this what did i say i didn't even note it down it's it's basically they do a promo like you know this episode of Monday Night Raw is sponsored by Twix. Get yeah, into yeah. Twix. This one is Double Mint Gum. It's the funnest gum, but the way it looked on the thing, it looked like it said it's fart gum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not Bart Gun, but Fart Gum. <laughs> but like I and I said it. I was like, did that say fart? And he's like, what? And I'm like, did <laughs> that say go, fart? And we had to, to rewind. It. Yeah. And it's, it's like rewind. a fun something gum. But anyways, it's not Bart gun. It's fart gum. Next up. This gum is fun or something like yeah, that. Yeah, this gum is fun or something. I don't know. Whatever it is. It's a part of fun. It's gum. It's fart gum. <laughs> fart gum. <laughs> fart gum. Next up, we have an interview the thonginator with the fucking thonginator fucking uh what we got uh pajama boy himself fucking uh fanny pack tracksuit fucking ahmed johnson getting an interview here 
accepting Farouk's challenge for WrestleMania 13. But he has a stipulation. The Chicago street fight will not be a one-on-one. The thing is, because with the nation, it's never a one-on-one. Fuck off. (laughs) With the nation, it's never a one-on-one. It's always the main dude in the Seven guys versus one. Plus, like... Yeah. 17 million dudes because they're all fucking bitches and they can't just fight one-on-one because mm-hmm. they suck. Mm-hmm. Um, so Thonginator is bringing a few friends with him. Mm. And I think I figured out who these friends are. Who are these friends? The Dino Boys. Yeah. Spiky Dino Spiky Boys. Dino Boys. The Legion of Doom had a promo on Shotgun Saturday night when they were still at the Manhattan Center. And Hawk goes on about, you better not read our psychological profile because it's not good. If you want to talk about unhinged, don't talk about He's Sid. unhinged. Talk about Mad Kai. Talk about Hawk, Road Warrior Hawk from the Legion unhinged. of Doom. Unhinged. He had a fucking promo one time where he said that his opponents were literally a booger that you couldn't pick. Wow. <laughs> you know what? This tag team, they're a booger that you can't pick. And you try to get your finger there and you dig and you dig and you dig until you still can't get it. Whoa, what a booger. And that was the promo. Sid, Ew. Mankind, WWF title. It's pretty obvious that Mankind's probably not going to win the title here. But at least he speaks German. <laughs> I love how we have two unhinged opponents. Yep. In this match. Yep. But for all intents and purposes. But we get to see the piece of white dog shit again. Yep. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but for all intents and purposes, this entire match, it's kind of whatever. You know, mandible claw, Sid breaks out of it. Mick. Or Mankind nails Paul Bear on the apron, which I'm sure you That love. was awesome. Accidentally, Sid moves out of the way. I really don't like Mankind, mm-hmm. but that was awesome. Yep. Oh, you mean you don't like Sid? Or Sid, whoever. Yeah. Was you're it kinda, Sid that did it? No, like Mankind uh, did it with Paul Bear, but Sid got out of the way. And you're actually cheering for Sid in this match. Well, yeah. Yep. Yes, he's unhinged, but like... You know, it's like I, the lesser of two evils, yes. basically. Yeah, totally. But I love that mankind was the one that nailed Paul Bear. White piece of dog shit. A <laughs> white piece of dog shit. <laughs> and then he gets the power bomb and the big win. But this is not what we're here for. This is not the point of this match. The whole point of this match is finally Stone Cold has gotten off the toilet and he's ready for this fucking He's done his year-long shit. (laughs) And he goes on about how, yeah, I was in C3C and it was right beside the airplane commode and he ate a stale sandwich and you think that might have made him sick and given him diarrhea, but what really made him sick is listening to fucking Bret Hart's whining and crying. That would make me sick too. It would make me sick to my fucking stomach. And Stone Cold goes on, and you know what? He may be a heel, 
but the best heels are the heels that tell the truth during their entire promo. Not one fucking thing Austin said here was not the truth. He said he had a bad knee for Final Four. He had a blown out knee. True. He was puking his guts out. He was going through all this shit. They never said anything about that. No. But what? Shawn Michaels in front of his hometown fans at the Alamo Dome? He's got the flu. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Shawn. He's got the flu. Stone Cold? He's got to fight three other fucking guys for fucking 25 minutes. Three of the best superstars in WWE. And he's puking his guts out and he's got a bad knee. They didn't say fucking shit. They did a whole fucking cry for me fucking tear in my eye fucking mm. video montage for hbk because he fucking lost his smile but what do they do for stone cold jack shit true facts here spoken by stone cold steve austin <laughs> you treat me like a dog yet you remind me of a jackass yeah dude austin's on point here man true there's not a damn thing he says that isn't 100 the truth Go fucking Austin. And now, the main event, what we're all fucking here for. The finals of the European Championship. And a beautiful belt, too. Mm-hmm. Love it. But holy shit. The only thing I did not like okay. about this match. Mm-hmm. Tassel boots yeah. was in pants. <laughs> I could not. Yeah, I didn't have a speedo. See going. his thighs. <laughs> Those beautiful thighs. Yeah. Okay. Men are always. Checking out women being like, ooh, look at those tits. Look at that ass. Look at those thighs. Look at those legs. Girls check out the fucking oh. thighs, dude. Okay. All about the thighs. The fucking I am calves. all about, and I'm not going to be shy to say it, tassel boots, thighs. And the calves, too. Specifically his thighs. <laughs> the femur. The, the calves, the thing is, he's always got his tassels. Sure. So. I like how he wears his knee pad lower than the knee, too. Well, yeah, because it's part, it, you know, it's part of the thing, okay? But it's the thighs for me. <laughs> Thighs and then the arms with the little, you know. Yeah, the fucking the little ties the there. Little ties to, on the arms oh. to show how big his fucking biceps are, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, man. Your biceps could never. Oh, they pale in comparison, <laughs> dude. But yeah, here we are. European Championship. Fuck. It's like a pencil next to like oh, this candle. 100%. <laughs> European Championship, fucking cutie patootie. Owen, the King of Hearts, hard against British Bulldog tassel boots. Tag team champions. Holy. Dissension. One on one. But the European is, Championship. They keep saying like this dissension stuff, and yeah, I get that. But you know what? I feel like they in the beginning, like they fought such a nice. Like it's so crazy because they're tag team partners. Yes. They know each other so well. The they know each other's moves. Yeah, they know each other. So, like, 
they just were working so well. Like, it's kind of like when they're, you know, tag team partners yeah. and they're having to work together. Mm-hmm. They were working so well together to fight each other. That's that chemistry. And it was, like, beautiful yeah. to watch. It was so angelic, so gorgeous to watch. It is pure fucking chain wrestling classic here because these guys they've wrestled each other for years yeah. they know exactly each other's moves they have the chemistry off the fucking charts when brett wrestled bulldog in front of a shoot over eighty thousand people in london mm-hmm. they had one of the greatest matches of all time so when you put brothers-in-law together who do nothing but work with each other all the time you're gonna get a fucking legendary match like this it was honestly beautiful unfucking real every spot like you know how like people go to the ballet and they cry because it's so beautiful or the opera or what have you yeah dude this is fucking pure fucking cinema here bro yeah it is just unbelievable fucking classic the chain wrestling the reversals the counters the false finishes the close falls everything about this fucking match bulldog doing front flips owen doing front flips the reversals every fucking thing about this match is picture perfect if you were to make a perfect match and you were to put that down on paper and say, this is a perfect match. Bulldog and Owen. Well, and it's so funny how like Tassel Boots does his flip. Yeah. Who his, flipped his, first? Uh, uh, Bulldog did his front yeah, flip first. Yeah, okay. But, but then Owen did it after. It's funny because it's always cutie patootie is trying to like one up him or sh- like prove i can do it too <laughs> same with the flexing right yeah like, well he goes underneath him and then up and he's flexing and i'm then, not a nugget <laughs> and then cutie patootie ducks underneath and he's shorter yeah and he like and not ducks under and he starts like flexing and he's like smiling and it's like it's cute yep it's cute so like <laughs> it was kind of the same thing it's like tassel boots does his flip and then cutie patootie's like i can do it too bro it was like oh my god you guys are so cute it's monkey see monkey do also with this european title tournament which had vader and bret hart and rocky and all these guys owen bulldog which one of these is not like the other fucking flash funk was in this (laughs) fucking tournament (laughs) i mean i guess they ran out of people that they could was the was the Undertaker in it? Uh, I can't. I don't think the Undertaker was in it. No. Weird. No. But uh, yeah, Flash Funk, get the fuck out of here, Flash. Stupid. Flash, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So here we are. Now, what has been going on with Owen and Bulldog for weeks now? Owen fakes a knee injury, gets counted out, saves the title for Owen and Bulldog. This is when we started to see a little bit of the dissension a little bit but even then even then i still wasn't like totally yeah feeling that yeah i feel like they're still like hey man like we're still brothers yeah 
Then they no are. matter what happens, we're still brothers. But history repeats itself. Owen will do whatever it fucking takes to win this match. Fakes the knee injury. He's playing possum. And fucking goes after Bulldog's leg. Mm-hmm. Starts working it. This this match is fucking unbelievable. How can you not think this is an absolute five-star match? And this, I guarantee you, you're going to say yes to this question. Is this the best match you've ever seen? Yes. 100%. By this point, nothing matches this. This is fucking unbelievable. Owen, I love the touch here. German suplexes Bulldog in Germany. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) So perfect. Now, this is the crux of the match right here. Couple of reversals. Looks like they were going to do a tombstone pile driver spot. Bulldog gets Owen. Running power slam finish. One, two, two point nine, 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 nine. Owen kicks out of the finish. The running power slam. We're losing our fucking shits because no one fucking kicks out of the running power slam. But Owen kicked out of the fucking running power slam. You have quite the vein showing up in your neck. I appreciate it. I'm getting fucking stoked. Callback. WrestleMania 10. New York at Madison Square. That's not right. (laughs) (laughs) I did it to piss you off. (laughs) Madison Rambas Garden. (laughs) Callback. Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Opening match. New York. Fuck, I'm (laughs) pointing. And let me point. Your arm is longer than mine, so you're almost hitting my nose right now. I'm justifiably in a position I'd rather not be in. Owen Hart versus Bret Hart, WrestleMania 10. What was the finish? Fucking Bret Hart goes for a victory roll, but Owen reverses and pins his bigger brother. Owen beats Bret at WrestleMania. This finish? Fucking victory roll. Reversed. Bulldog. One, two, three. In the middle of the fucking ring. Out of all the guys in this tournament for the European Championship. Oh, that made sense. <laughs> the only actual European guy gets the dub, and we have our first. But there was a question. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And Sean was like, Castle Boots does not cheat. Mm-hmm. So he was like, what the fuck? Apparently, he does, but he doesn't. But yeah, in a singles match. There was a question that maybe Bulldog had held on to... The tights? Yes. Something that Owen would have done? But then they went and cleared that up and was like, no, it nope. was it was a fair We win. watched the instant replay, yeah. and he legit beat him one, two, three in the middle of the ring. We have our very first European champion, and befitting because he's the only european guy in the entire tournament but Mm -hmm. here we are there can be so many champions of a title belt there's been tons of world champions there's been tons of intercontinental champions there's been tons of tag team champions and women's champions but there is only one first ever championship there's only one pat patterson there's only one 
Finn Balor. There's only one of a championship that wins it for the first time, and that is fucking Tassel Boots, British Bulldog. That was very sing-songy. It was. It's great, and you don't like to sing, but I love it when you do. (laughs) I hate singing. Well, I'll sing in the car to embarrass Layla or just to make Flynn laugh. (laughs) Fair enough. But But not when you're there. Star rating on this match. On the match alone? Yep. 10 out of 5. 10 out of 5. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was just absolute poetry in the ring. Just... Like I said, if you were to just give me your perfect match, this would be it. Like, beauty. It's unmatched. Pure beauty. It's pure poetry in motion right here. It, it just doesn't get much better than this. It is absolutely unreal. Owen and Bulldog putting on a fucking clinic in Germany for the first ever European championship. I love both these men so much. And every time I see them, I get a little sad, too, because they both have moved on into the wrestling ring in the sky and you know it just it gets me a little sad when i see these guys because they're no longer with us but you know what we r.i.p we live on in infamy with these guys because we're at least able to have film and enjoy what these guys did in their career because they are the twoest the twoest the twoest of the greatest to ever lace up the boots in professional wrestling this is a fucking what do you call it uh a eulogy for british bulldog and owen hart castle boots and cutie patootie two of the finest to ever do it and an absolute master class in wrestling in berlin germany and that's how we finish the wrestling side of this podcast. Do I have to still rate just the whole episode? How's the whole show? 4.5. 4.5. The highest rating we've had, but the match itself. The only reason it wasn't a 5 out of 5. Yep. I still had to look at the white piece of dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. God, no. Shut the fuck up. You know what show has no white pieces of dog shit? <laughs> One Tree One Hill. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode. What? Episode 20. Yeah. What is and what should never be? It's really funny because like, we didn't change any wording on the episode. It's just the emphasis. And the question mark and exclamation point is after the what's. Yeah, because it's literally just what is and what should never be. Yeah. But, but with the stone cold emphasis on the what? You stone colded it. I stone colded it. <laughs> what? April 27th. 2004 as i said wrestlemania 13 is sponsored by playstation and Mm -hmm. playstation one what is this show sponsored by playstation two two (laughs) playstation duh playstation knee playstation dos and they're playing fucking nba shootout nba shootout is on the tv once again it's all over the place 
we love NBA Shootout on PlayStation 2. Yeah, that it pans over the camera pans over like NBA Shootout. This freaking yeah, the game was the NBA Shootout game was on, but the, no one was playing it. Everyone's passed out from this rager that seemed mm. to happen. Yep. There's bottles and cans everywhere. You see this dark-haired guy in bed with a girl. Yeah. You can tell this is Nathan's apartment. Mm-hmm. But then it cuts to Nathan waking up in Haley's bed and her brushing her hair at her nightstand or whatever and being like Oh, interesting. I uh, woke up to someone tapping on my window and, you know, needing to crash here because what's going on? This is the third or second weekend in a row. And I guess Tim is throwing these major ragers parties with all these hot chicks. And Nathan's like, I just got to get out of there. Yeah. I need my girl. So in order to um, not have any parties anymore, they plan a party. Well, it's not that... <laughs> to take back the party party. It's a party that's not thrown by Tim. That's what they want to do. They want a party that's their own party, kind of, you know... Low-key. They want it to be low-key, but honestly, how low-key do you think a One Tree Hill party is going to be when <laughs> they want it to be low-key? This is another amalgamation of wrestling and one tree hill because like i said before wrestling they like to promote something and say hey we're gonna do this later this is what's gonna happen and everything just goes topsy-turvy 180 and gets fucked up every fucking time is exactly the same they're like yeah just gonna be a low-key party not much people going on just really just quiet good fun party we all know where this is going (laughs) JK <laughs> we'll see um Keith is talking to Karen Keith he has an interview Ooh. a teaching interview mm. who would think Keith and teaching yeah but auto shop obviously obviously makes sense and it's in Charleston Charleston interesting so apparently from what they say it's like three hours away yeah something like that about so, three hours away so still in the carolinas but still but it a gets ways away. keith out of tree hill like he was wanting to do sure so he's really hopeful for this job and karen as much as she doesn't want him to go she's having a real time wrestling with this decision Wow. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, the only reason why I said that is because fucking Karen herself said wrestling in that statement. She I know. did. I heard it. And they I was have like, wrestling at Tree Hill I High. Like, the second I heard it, I was like, oh, Sean got that. <laughs> We're going to be right down. on top of this, brother. <laughs> they have wrestling at Tree Hill. Karen loves wrestling. Uh-huh. Nathan and Lucas wrestle each other. Wrestling, brother. Yeah, so she's she's not thrilled on the idea of him leaving, but obviously Keith's got to make his own life. Things have gone on, and, you know, it's kind of hard to deal with, but he's got to do what he's got to do. At basketball practice, this seems to be the first practice that Lucas is back. He's tuning up that fucking arm. Apparently he's gotten the go-ahead. The slings off. And he's 
kind of having a really shitty time getting back into the game. I mean, you haven't been able to play for six months. I mean, apparently. it was. Yeah. But. It was actually six months. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of like jumped a hell of a lot of time if we're, you know, because that was only really a few episodes ago. Yeah. (laughs) Like when he was out of commission. But I digress. Lucas seems to be playing like he did when he first started playing with the Tree Hill Ravens when he couldn't hit a shot to save his fucking life. But here's the thing. Mm. Nathan. Face turn. Goes up to Lucas Lucas and he's like, don't worry, man. Just keep shooting. You'll get it back. Yeah, it'll come back. Just keep shooting. Just keep doing it. And that's what he said when Lucas had asked Nathan that one time, like, Hey, how did you get it back after your injury? And he's like, I yeah. just kept, I just started shooting. He's encouraging his brother. I think he's realized that he's still a valuable teammate and maybe they have struggled without him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and also, I think he's also doing it for Haley. He loves her. But like, Haley doesn't seem like a person that, um, uh, one, with the party. She doesn't seem like much of a partier. And two, yeah, Lucas, Haley, their relationship has been very fractured for a little while just because of Nathan. So it feels like all three of them just kind of want to make nice with each other. Yeah. Seems fair. Brooke and Peyton are not making nice. Yeah, They're still nice. feuding. At For first, now. Peyton was like, hey, you might not be my best friend, but I'm still your best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, she was pulling all that. And now she's at the point. She's just like, you know what? Fuck you. If this is how you're going to be, fuck you. Yep. I'm done with you. I mean, here's the thing with this about Peyton. I don't know, again, we don't know exactly how long this has been. It really hasn't been that long, though. Your friend is hurting. You kind of screwed her over with her own guy. Yep. So that's going to take some healing. It's not just a couple weekends going to pass and then you're good. Yeah. Like... But apparently because of Lucas's injuries being better, we're like six months removed. Six months, apparently. That doesn't make sense. The timeline seems a little funky here. Yeah. Especially they haven't even had summer yet. Yeah. And hey, but at least, you know, they're playing NBA shootout on PS2, which was a game for PlayStation 2 back in 2004. So at least that's accurate. That's accurate. accurate. (laughs) At least that's accurate. I noticed um, that uh, Nathan and Tim were playing NBA shootout on PS2. And then Dan walks in, of course. Yeah. And Dan seeing Tim for the first time since the happening <laughs> with his uh, leopard print Speedo. Oh, that was, it was or uh, zebra, zebra print. print. Zebra it print was zebra print. <laughs> it would have been better hilarious. if it was pink zebra print. <laughs> yeah. But, the, but I noticed they're playing NBA shootout. Yeah. And... They're like, oh, you know, Dan's here, game's over, whatever. And the score was 9-8. So they obviously weren't playing very long. And at the time, so when Tim and Nathan were playing, Haley walked in with a bunch of groceries. So Nathan got up to help her. 
and say hi to her. And, and Tim continued. Tim to play. continued to play. <laughs> so I don't know something funky. They, yeah, but he maybe could, Tim was sucking, and then all of a sudden he just went and did a bunch of baskets or whatever. <laughs> scored a bunch of baskets. Know. And well, he didn't really do much because he's only up nine eight. <laughs> <laughs> something like that but now we have this issue with dan and nathan because dan's now realizing that nathan sold the car nathan sold the stang the dark pony which you know if if it's nathan's car and dan somehow put it under nathan's name yeah he has every right to sell he has the car. every right to do that um but dan's like hey no I need the money from that car. Yeah. I'll take cash or check. Mm-hmm. Nathan's like, Right, so the check. Fine. Fuck you. Writes him the check. Yep. Great talk, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> now I can tell you to leave. Oh, yeah. So this fucking low key party that's going on, again, how low key is it really? Mm. But who's invited? Peyton, Lucas. A couple randoms that we don't know who yeah. they are, but Haley knows. Do you think Brooks invited? Well, A, okay, so Haley honestly doesn't know Brooke that well. Yeah. So she knows her, but like not well enough to, I would say, like call her a good friend. They don't just hang out casually on on their own. Brooke has only called her by her actual name once. Once. <laughs> She's always been known as Tudor Girl. So Brooke wants, she gets wind of this party and she wants to be invited. And uh, Haley's like, you know, we're just trying to keep it low key. Only a few people are invited. And she's trying to be so nice and gentle about it. But Peyton's going to be there. And she's like, but I'm not invited. Yeah. And she takes it to heart. She's not happy about this at no, all. No, she's not thrilled. But why would she want to go to this party if fucking Lucas and Peyton are there? I don't know. I think she's just feeling, honestly, I feel like she just wanted to be invited. If she were to go or not, she just wanted to have that option. I'm I feeling get that the same that thing. this low-key, in quotations, party is not so low key. Somebody's going to have to pay for damages. And if you're going to pay for damages, you're going to need a job. And I'm thinking <laughs> that maybe Nathan is going to have to get his ass up and go find a well, fucking job. Well, he doesn't job. he sold the mo- or the car. Yeah. But now he's had to give that money back to Dan. Yeah. So him and Haley are walking around the mall and you know, doing whatever, and <sighs> they walk by the pretzel stand in the mall. <laughs> Hot and twisted. Hot and twisted. <laughs> and, you know, he's Way like... Way better than Cinnamon He's City. like, I wonder, like, what kind of schooling I need to work in a mall. And Haley's like, well, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. You don't need any schooling to work at Cinnamon City. <laughs> and literally finds an application, like, or a hiring sign on this hot and twisted food stand i work in a mall working in a mall especially a food court would not be a joyful experience my mom cleaned your mom cleaned a food court for fucking 20 fucking years ain't no fucking picnic i tell you that 
I yeah I've seen the way like and it's not that I'm saying like that job just sucks like that's just such a below yeah no not at all it's not that at all it's the way that people and customers treat Treat the employees because I've seen it like when I didn't have the back room of the store to go to and it was just my little kiosk and I had to go and work in the food court and do conference calls people are assholes it's unfortunate that so many people actually treat these employees less than because they feel that they're less than because they have these mall jobs there's way but too who many else people. is gonna do it yeah that's the thing people are too ignorant and stupid yeah. to you know clean up after themselves so someone else has to be there to pick up the pieces when i was a kid my mom made sure that we were taught that when we're done eating at the food court, we take our tray, we get rid of our garbage. My mom even had packages of baby wipes long after we were out of diapers. So she would take out a baby wipe and wipe down the table we sat out at. So it looked like it was pristine. It literally was. You know, it's funny when I would go out for dinner with my mom. And when we were done dinner, she would like bust the table and, and I, and I would get on her case about it. I'd be like, mom, you don't work here. Well, (laughs) my cousin, she used to do the same thing. She used to work in restaurants. It's just kind of ingrained into you. Yeah. It's like being at a fucking grocery store. You know, if I'm going to be in another grocery store shopping on my days off, I got to be doing grocery store things. My mom used to work in Zeller's. Yeah. When she used to take us to Zeller's and you know get us to go and check out clothes and stuff if something didn't fit or we didn't like it we would hang it on the hanger and put it back where we found it we would fold it and put it back on the table it came from it wasn't like the girls that were working there that were going and putting clothes back and making sure everything was organized in the change rooms they didn't have to worry about it if we were there as a family because <laughs> that was taken care of <laughs> Well, back at the Broken Skull Ranch here, Nathan is kind of perfect for this job because he's hot and twisted too. Oh, God. (laughs) And he literally... Did you notice that the hiring manager or the manager, Uh he just looked at the name on the application as it was being filled out and said, Nathan Scott? Yeah. You're hired. Can mm-hmm. you start right away? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's playing the long game here. He knows what's good. We, he knows what's up. He so knows- he knows him. Oh, yeah. But how does he know him? Is the how question. we don't know. Peyton and Lucas are going to go to this party as friends. Friends. Oh. Friends. They're so, so funny. Ugh. They're annoying. Why are they Especially annoying? Lucas. He's just kind of a piece of shit, honestly. Can you cut a promo on Peyton and Lucas? Peyton and Lucas? Yeah. Their whole fucking relationship? Start, stop, start, stop. Green means go. You've had the green light for fucking ever. You're sitting at the fucking intersection, and then you go on the red light when he's already with fucking Brooke. Fucking figure it out, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God, it's it's just, yeah, that's the one thing. It's kind of a perfect analogy for it. Yeah. 
I don't know. I feel like it's... You know who gave the old fucking red light to Keith, though, is fucking Karen. Oh, yeah. And not only that, she actually tells Lucas what happened with it. Yeah, she does. And he's like... And I feel like Luke has always wanted Keith to be his dad. Well, that's the closest thing he's ever had to a dad. A father figure. Keith is literally the guy that's taught him how to work on cars, taught him how to shoot a basket, like, or a ball, like, whatever. He's taught him so much, and he's been there for Karen through everything. He never taught him how to tie a tie because he's got a clip-on tie himself. (laughs) Yeah, get Karen ready. Karen did that for him. <laughs> yeah, he's getting ready for his big old job interview, and yeah, he's got a clip on tie. <laughs> oh, we also forgot to mention Deb and Karen's partnership. No, hang on. Well, Nate sucks at making pretzels. Well, yeah, it's pretty and obvious. We find out that uh, Nathan and his boss buddies. Beat up Gary, Gary, the boss. boss. So kicked his boss's ass. (laughs) Clearly, when boss man Gary saw Nathan Scott on the application, he's like, "Ooh, I get to one up you in some way." Yeah, I'm all for it, bro. He's making it hard on Nathan. Oh, dude, he's gonna be Vince McMahon. He doesn't, and this is like Nathan's first shift. Yeah. He doesn't seem to actually be training him. Mm-hmm. He's just like, do this, do this, yeah. do this. Yeah, but I'm not showing you how to do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> that. I've worked in places where my bosses have done that. But you see the dichotomy between, you know, a employer-employee with Gary and Nathan. And then you see a, more of a partnership now between Deb and Karen for the cafe because Deb wants to be busy. She's in town. She's not gone. Nathan's she's not work. living there anymore. She needs something going on. Yeah. And now she's sharpened her skills a little bit mm-hmm. at the cafe for the last little while. Now it's yeah. time for a partnership. Yes. And this is when Keith comes in. Deb says, see you later. And... Karen has a gift for Keith. Yeah. She has got him a tie that she has gone ahead and tied herself <laughs> because Keith can fucking clip, fix clip on a isn't going to cut it. <laughs> Keith can fix a fucking car, but he can't tie a tie. I mean, I know a lot of guys that can't properly tie a tie. Yeah, I could barely tie a tie. There you go. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. But I can't fix a car, damn it. But here's the thing. Based on like what age Keith and Karen are supposed to be, Mm -hmm. they're not much older than us. Yeah, honestly, they're not. Yeah. Which is kind of weird to think about. It is a little weird to think about. They're so adulty adults. Yeah. But the time that this show came out, they were adulty adults at that time period when we were only like teenagers. But it's so weird because I feel like we're not that very, we're not very adulty. Mm, like, no, we're definitely not. We have a fucking podcast for One Tree Hill and wrestling in our kitchen. And like, <laughs> I don't like having people over just 
that often just because it stresses me out and I have to clean and I have to think about getting groceries and doing all this stuff. And I'm just not adult enough <laughs> to get that shit together in my mind. So I like how you, that's how you equate adultivity is yes. fucking having people over for dinner. It's very adult. Yeah, we had my parents over for dinner tonight and I just like, I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm fucking tired. Dude, just shut the fuck up. Go grocery shopping. Cook. That's pretty simple. Uh I do it all the time. Uh (laughs) So now we finally hit this fucking party. Party. Yeah. Fucking Tim walks in and he's got a keg Mm. and he's asking mouth for help but he calls him nose Nose. (laughs) i mean now he's been called nose lips lips mouth mouth but it's marvin and what does tim do he fucking invites a bunch of unknown peeps to this legit like Haley's like tim do you know these people and he's He's like like, no no but it's a party Haley. like you know we gotta fill it somehow (laughs) you want people to come right so now this low-key party in quotations. Which, by the way, Nathan is still at work because this boss guy Gary. is like, hey, someone called in sick. I need you to work. And he's like, well, I have something going on. I'm busy. And well, he's like, well, too bad. It's either you work, work or, or you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> and I mean been there with the whole work that shift or you're fired when it's like you legit can't work that shift for you know other reasons like you have another job yeah that's the fucking bullshit okay <sighs> now you know it's not bullshit is peyton she's finally winning some points back for me because she's been annoying me a little bit her driving skills leave much to be desired plus her relationship status and how much of a fucking head case she is but she's going through a 80s hair metal phase. <laughs> and I'm all about this shit because she's got the Tesla album from Lucas. Now she's listening yeah. to Rat. Like, holy shit, man. So Lucas decides, you know, I got you a gift before we go to this party together and gives her this Tesla, Tesla album. Tesla on vinyl. Which, did you see Peyton's vinyl collection? Oh, it's hella huge. Just you wait. Yeah. Just you it's wait. It's already hella huge, but now she's got this fucking just kick-ass fucking. On. Just you fucking wait. You said that three times. Because there's <laughs> a reason for it. Okay, bro. Okay. But this fucking Tesla album that has fucking coming at you, love. I'm coming at you, love. Fucking sick ass shit. Tesla is an amazing band. Well, and then all Peyton has for Lucas is a high five. There's <laughs> a high five. Check out my rat album, Round and Round. Oh, my God. <laughs> so here we are at this low-key, fucking very quiet party. Well, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're missing a few very important steps here. First of all, Brooke seems to be at the bar oh, where she yeah. shot pool with Lucas and had the fake ID and everything. This guy is trying to like hit her up and she's like, nah, nah. And she pulls out this beautiful turndown, like 
go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. I, like, oh, even the girl, sh- like, in your dreams of me isn't interested in you. Like, it was holy shit. It was perfect. Oh, she cut him fucking deep. Guess who was sitting behind the guy? <laughs> fucking Nikki. The, and she's like. The baby napper. She's like. She hasn't even baby napped Ooh, yet. And I know I it's like coming. I like your style. Yeah. Oh. So they start hanging out and they start talking. Brooke spills the beans on Peyton and Lucas and even mentions mm. Lucas's name. And Nikki's like, ah, oh, Lucas, you say. But doesn't like go into detail with Brooke. Like, this is the Lucas, like, you know, or what the relationship was. Nothing. She's like, ah, oh, I can fuck around on this shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, Nikki's an mm. absolute fucking basket case. She's certifiable. She's looking for the one up on basically everybody she interacts with. She's a fucking psycho. Here's the thing. With though. an S. So before we get like this whole Brooke meets Nikki thing, you're like, what the fuck is going to happen? This is scary. Then we cut to Dan yeah. is at the mall. Oh, what do you know? And he sees his son. Working his first shift. And he just so happens to be at the mall and see his and son he's being work a dick. He's like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. This is embarrassing. Quit this what fucking are you doing? job Quit and come home job, with Come me. home. And Nathan's like, no, I need to do this for me. I have bills to pay. He's like, okay, your fucking funeral. But before this, before Dan even walks up, Nathan was trying to put drops like pretzels, six pretzels in the display and he drops them. Yeah. And Gary's kind of being a dick about it. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. And uh, so after- Nathan's talking to his dad. And then after Dan starts walking away, he's like, hey, dad, have a pretzel On and throws one of the floor pretzels <laughs> to him. And Dan takes a bite and he's like, oh, so good. <laughs> Gives his own dad Fuck, a fucking so good. floor pretzel. And you could see Gary's level of respect for Nathan increase just it, a millimeter. Definitely upticked because, of course, Gary knows who Dan Scott is. Oh, yeah. And now Nathan pulls a move like this giving his own fucking flesh and blood a fucking floor pretzel <laughs> that was great <laughs> and gary he gave him a few points for that one yeah now as i said <laughs> earlier we're at this party no longer low key and no who the fuck longer. shows up you know who shows up not nathan not Nathan because he's working a he's fucking, still fucking seventeen working. hour shift eating floor pretzels. You know who does show up? Fucking Brooke and Nikki. Oh no, who cares about them? The darkness is playing. <laughs> That's who shows up. The fucking darkness. Oh my god! <laughs> because I believe in a thing called love. Mm-hmm. So just listen. Great song. To the I love that song. Do you need me to go there? Do you remember when we went, this is actually the night you asked me to be your girlfriend. Because I believe in a thing called love. Just oh my God. And I put together that road trip playlist. Mm-hmm. We were just going to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And I put together together that playlist of stuff that was like what we would both appreciate. That song was definitely on that playlist. Oh, of course. Because it's a great song. It's a fucking great song, dude. Darkness kicks ass. 
that's more important than Brooke and Nikki here. Let's just let that okay. Know, let that make that perfectly clear. But yes, Brooke and Nikki are Which, at this fucking party. They awkward show. because Nikki and Peyton have beef. Nikki and Peyton have beef. Nikki, Nikki and, and Lucas, Lucas have beef. Not really beef. beef. It's more, you know, history. As you make the sex symbol with your fingers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, and then Brooke obviously has history and problems. With both. With everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, it's going to get nasty. And you can see like. The the party turns Peyton's down calling here. Nikki like Gank oh, she calls her stuff. Sk- smells like skank in here. <laughs> it sounds like it, it smells like it's coming from you, yeah. oh, and just like some off. sweet jabs. But Brooke and Nikki are having a great time. Well, with to the top drinks. it off, as they had already been to the bar and had a bunch of drinks already. And Nikki seems to be of age to be able to buy her own alcohol, and not that that matters in Tree Hill. <laughs> yeah, everyone has a fucking. But now they're ID. at this party with this fucking keg, and they're drinking more and taking shots and doing all this shit. Meanwhile, fucking Nathan. No, it's Deb and Dan. Deb and Dan. Before that, though, Nathan. Finally, he fucking makes nice with Gary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gary that realizes too. that, you know, hey, you know, you're not so bad. And they have a nice little conversation. And he's actually going to take this job seriously because he needs the money. Yeah. So he lets him go. Because say, hey. he saw what Nathan's dad is like. Yeah. And not just that, too. He apologized for yeah. beating the shit out of him at homecoming. Yeah. And he even invited him to the party that yes. everybody in Tree Hill, which is only 46 people, but everybody in Tree Hill knows about this fucking party, including Gary. But he doesn't want any of that mess. He doesn't want to be a part of it. But it's nice that he invited him. Now he is off work. The point I'm getting to is that he wants to call Haley on his fucking cell phone. Oh, yes. He has six contacts in his cell phone. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember when I was a kid and I just memorized a lot of my friends' numbers. I didn't need to actually have it in my phone like Deanna I knew her phone number off by heart what's my phone number I'm not gonna cite that on a podcast it's, dude it's 1-800-EAT-SHIT <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um <laughs> he so, only has six fucking contacts on his phone yes. it's hilarious so but she's not answering clearly because this party, party is a little bit out of hand um, a little bit. Deb and Dan. Deb is trying to go through Dan's shit and separate everything. She broke his wedding crystal. She was drinking out of hers, though. They were drinking. She was drinking the wine from their wedding. And you could tell by her hair she's been drinking wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, she had smashed hers and gave Dan his. Anyways, she goes to hand him his box of trophies, and World's he's best like, "Husband trophy." <laughs> he's just she's literally so drunk already. He's trying to reason with her a little bit and try and be like, "Do we really need to do this? Like, this is crazy." And she's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I gave you everything," and 
she starts stripping her clothes off because apparently and damn dude she looks fucking good (laughs) oh damn dan get on that bro she's like take the fucking car take the fucking house i don't give a shit take my fucking clothes and i'm like take the clothes off my back i'm like take the fucking clothes (laughs) (laughs) and here we are they get nasty but obviously it'll mean nothing they start reminiscing about their love and their life together before all the shit went down and it's kind of sad because we know it's all going to be for nothing oh yeah yeah they hook up and it gets a little crazy. You know what gets really fucking crazy in this fucking episode? Peyton and Nikki. <laughs> One thing leads to another. And you know what? I got a little confused in this scene. Why? It was very confused because I thought we were watching One Tree Hill. <laughs> I didn't think we were watching an episode of Monday Night Raw where they had the hell in a cell, the steel cage come down from the rafters oh and they God. had a hell in a cell tables match the main event Peyton versus Nikki and they're fucking kicking the shit out of each other it's a goddamn car wreck out there yeah I thought it was raw it wasn't one tree hill at this point Peyton and Nikki start fighting because Nikki got all agitated about something Peyton said about her abandoning Jenny and uh you know it's it's tough Brooke is trying to like hold Nikki back and Lucas is trying to hold Peyton back. They're ripping hair like they're breaking tables. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you think this table that Peyton went through is Spanish? Oh, my God. (laughs) Did they go through the Spanish announce table? Holy fuck. (laughs) Yeah, it it gets wild and things are crazy. Like someone threw something through. Oh, it was Nikki. She threw a bar stool out the window, and cops show up. Oh, the cops are to here. Break bro. up it's the a fucking five zero, bro. Okay, who who um who lives here? And Nathan's literally just walking up to his apartment after getting home from like he's literally getting home from his shift. He hasn't been here the whole time. He's been here for like two minutes, has no idea what's going on. And now they're saying, who fucking lives here? And who Nathan's fucking like, lives oh, here? I live here. It's like, I okay. live here. And they're going to write him a citation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what for? I wasn't even here. And even like Lucas is kind of getting him. up there and yeah, defending, defending him. him. And he's like, oh, so you you want to be an asshole basically well i'll i'll throw you in a cell for the night oh he said to him he's like oh what'd you learn that in detective school yeah or whatever? <laughs> yeah oh and you know what happens when you start mouthing off to a cop <laughs> shit goes down oh you know what happens when you start mouthing off to a cop straight to jail <laughs> straight to jail <laughs> we have jails for journalists a stealing a sweater jail <laughs> you <laughs> you mouth off to a cop jail you undercook chicken jail you overcook, overcook chicken you overcook chicken <laughs> you overcook fish believe it or not jail <laughs> nathan's going straight to jail and yes. that's why one tree hill is the best town in the world because of jail oh my god <laughs> so funny so yeah it's it's yeah i 
totally understand Nathan's frustration with that. But don't mouth off to a cop, bro. Not a good fucking idea. But at least, I mean, you know, Dan Scott feels like he has a lot of pull in town. And here he is at the fucking cop shop. Well, here's the thing. So bail him out. He gets this call. And this is something that pisses me off about Dan. So him and Deb are laying in bed talking about the good old days. And he's like, oh, the world like we stayed in and whatever on campus during winter because of <laughs> this shit and they They're said something about, about a bunch of bullshit. the the world is still out there kind of thing and then the phone rings and, and dan answers it he's and he's like out. hang on he's like the world's still out there gotta go doesn't tell deb <laughs> yeah, that their son work. is in jail because he doesn't want her to know. That's why. Because he, he wants to be able to pin her as a bad mom. Sure. For not knowing. Yeah. Sure. He's playing the long game. He's not playing checkers. He's playing fucking chess. Ah, oh, damn. So he goes to the. He goes to jail. <laughs> he goes straight to jail. Oh and God. bails out Nathan. Yet. Lucas and Haley are there waiting outside as well, too. Well, yeah, because they wanted to make sure he got home safe and we're okay. And Dan's being a a complete asshole. Oh, what else is Dan? And trying to, like, lay hands on Nathan just to, like, bring him home. And Nathan's like, no. And Lucas is like, Haley, go find an officer. Yep. And he's trying to, like, defend Nathan Mm -hmm. in this. And... Dan, he, Dan says something about being a fuck up and Lucas is like, well, you would know. You would know. Takes one to know one. Brooke and Peyton, finally, now that Peyton has realized that this Nikki character is a little more than she thought she chewed off, now Mm -hmm. she's realizing that she has... We got a history, man. We got a fucking history. Nikki and Lucas have history, and now Peyton is realizing that. Well, because that was revealed. Right after. Well, yeah, what Nikki did Nikki revealed say? it she's at like, the party. Hysterically. She's like, she's like a damn hyena. She's like, what did she say? So when Lucas pulled Peyton off of Nikki and told her to stop, like Nikki to stop, She's like, oh, look at look Lucas Scott coming to the defense of his women. Yeah. Shouldn't that include yeah. someone else? Yeah. And, like, and everyone's like, yeah. what do you mean? And they're looking at Lucas like, what the fuck does she mean? And she, she just mean. starts like laughing hysterically like and leaves. Hyena, like, what the fuck? It's like a damn hyena. Anyways, so Brooke and Peyton are like, Brooke goes to Peyton and is like, hey, that was pretty fucked up. You know, I'm really sorry. It's time for a truce. I don't want us to be like fighting anymore. I want to call a truce. We're not like going to be back to what we used to be for a long time, but truce. I don't want to fight. Yep. Keith got the job. And here's the thing. We didn't even talk about this yet. Keith goes for this interview. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's talking to the guy and he's like, well, why do you want to teach? And he's like, what happened to your last job? And Keith is like, my brother's an asshole. And the guy that was interviewing him, I think Keith was like, 
I don't kind get, of I don't bomb got this. this because it's not the greatest thing to say why you left no. your last job is because your brother's an asshole. But he goes on about how he feels like he could change kids' lives by doing yeah. this job. And I feel like he has changed Lucas's lives. Oh, totally. Proof positive right there. So I feel that he did endear himself to this guy because I'm, he said his brother was an asshole too. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Love it. So Keith has got the job. Starts he's in two leaving weeks. in two weeks. Dude. Holy shit. So he's picking moving to Charleston. up his whole life and moving to Charleston. Can he dance the Charleston? I don't know. <laughs> Dan goes to Deb. Deb's sitting in a chair and she's got the high school yearbook in her lap. And, you know, she's kind of seems to be you know, maybe we can make this work kind of thing. And he's like, no, I'm giving you your divorce. Yep. Almost signed those papers. He, I guess he got papers from lawyers and gave them to her to sign first and go over. Yep. And then he'll sign them after. Um, make sure that fucking contract is ironclad. Cause we know all about Dan Scott's contracts. Yeah. Fucking Dan. Peyton. She cuts a fucking scather on Lucas at the end of this episode here. So she's talking about how at the beginning, Nathan was the bad guy and Lucas was the good guy. Mm. Who knew that they would switch places? Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't call people good guys and bad guys on this podcast, brother. (laughs) Nathan was the what? Heel. And Lucas is the what? Face. Now they have double turned, and now Nathan is the... Face. And Lucas is the... Heel. Thank you. (laughs) Fuck's sakes. (laughs) He's never going to let me just have One Tree Hill on its own. Nope. I won't. Sorry. That's not fair. I don't put wrestling or One Tree Hill yeah, in everything we, wrestling. Not everything, but you do. You said that Raven was Lucas Scott's best friend. I mean, they are <laughs> so similar. But that's the thing. We amalgamate One Tree Hill and wrestling in this podcast. And just because I have the creativity to throw in wrestling as much as I can into the One Tree Hill side of things means that you got to step up your game. You have to be able to amalgamate, emulsify One Tree Hill because that is your subject matter and you have to do that with wrestling. That's on you, brother. Yeah, but sometimes it's really hard to... Like there's a lot of times where it just doesn't make sense to just got to think about it. You hit those memory banks. You think about things that happened in one tree hill, bro. It's one tree hill. I've seen it like 10 trillion times. I have no memory bank. You have seen the show 10 trillion times. I know. But you know what? I just watched this series through. I started that in what? February. Yeah. Whenever. January, February. So the episodes we're watching now, even though I started them back in January, before we even started talking about doing this podcast, I've already forgotten a lot of this. So my brain legit is like, watch something, 
maybe gives me a 10 day grace period to remember what happened. And then it's like, boop, all gone. Wow. My brain sucks, bro. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) Fuck off. That's my thing. I'll give this episode a dollar sign 3.33 because I love Patrick Waugh. At treehillwf.podcast, Patrick Waugh is one of the greatest goalies in NHL history, and he was in the number 33, so I felt like I had to bestow his number in my rating and make it a 3.33. Thank you uh, very much. Okay. At treehillwf.podcast, on the TikTok, on the Instagram, and all the streaming services you can listen in on... Spotify, what? Apple Podcast, Deezer, what? Stitcher, what? Google Podcast, what? Amazon Podcast. What? We're done. Hey, Pandora. Yeah, but who what? actually uses Pandora? Yeah. You can't Pan- even use it in Canada. Pandora is a street in Vancouver to me. <laughs> That's what that is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate the listens. We appreciate the love. And as always, we bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch.